You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. You are now about to witness the strength of fantasy knowledge. Fantasy Sports Radio Network, you are now tuned in to the speeds and spitting statistician on Fantasy Freestyle. Up next on that cypher, the mic. On the microphone, you know that I'm one of the best yet. Dane Martinez. You know what it is. It's your man, Dane Martinez, a.k.a. Speeds, a.k.a. Spittin' Statistician. And you are listening live to the Fantasy Freestyle here on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Of course, as always, we give a big shout-out to our sports byline affiliates around the country and to the service men and women out there listening on the American Forces Radio Network. Getting a little taste of home from your boy, Speeds, the Spittin' Statistician, helping you win your league and win that cash. I got my boy, Donnie Burns, with me on the ones and twos the love doctor is so hot that we sweat steam it is a tuesday and we got a big show i'm telling you i'm feeling real happy because the man tony sincata is in the building so i was listening to that lineup lock show i'm gonna be following them a little bit some of the pictures some of the stacks but i also have some other ideas for you tonight in dfs so you can get that money as you know in the cypher we're also going team by team and i'm giving you my speed spotlight on every nfl team this week we are in the AFC North we talked about the Bengals yesterday we're going to chop it up about the Baltimore Ravens today you're going to get my preview but also we're going to go back to Cincy because I got a great question that uh, popped off from one of the polls that we had so we're going to get into that speaking of polls you know we're also keeping up on our greatest of all time sports movies we got a matchup in the baseball region today it's a battle of epic numbers in baseball will the movie 42 or the movie 61, Move On. We also got a football matchup between the Longest Yard and the Replacements. So remember, you can get at us this hour if you want at 844-843-6879. You could also always get us on Twitter at FNTSY Radio. And you could always follow me, ask me questions at Spittin' Speeds. We'll get them read here on the show on Fantasy Freestyle. And also, you know we always talk about a little bit of the BBB, Triple B brand, the big ballers. Well, LeVar was on WWE Monday Night Raw. So we're going to, you know, we're going to find out what he did there as well. Donnie Burns, Dane Martinez holding you down. When we get back, we're going to go around Major League Baseball. I'm going to tell you what you need to win that cash and why I believe there is now a new best pitcher in all of Major League Baseball. And he goes tonight in our nation's capital. We're going to talk about that. It's your boy Dane Martinez, Fantasy Freestyle. Let's go. to the Fantasy Freestyle here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. I'm your boy Dane Martinez, the spitting statistician, holding you down. Remember, if you want to get at me this hour, you can at 844-843-6879. You could also catch us on Twitter at FNTSY Radio, at Spitting Speeds. We've got some poll questions up there for you. And, uh, you know, if you want to engage in the show, we allow you to do that here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Let me tell you something else. The other thing you could always do, download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app you could subscribe to any way you get your podcast. This way you set it and forget it like any championship caliber fantasy lineup. Let's start with news and notes from around Major League Baseball as we usually do here 
on the starting lineup. Madison Bumgarner is going to pitch again in AAA on Friday, okay? This will be his second rehab start. Remember, he had three no-hit innings in his first effort. The fastball was only between 88 and 91. This is going to be his next rehab start at AAA. And it's very possible that we could see Madison Bumgarner right at the uh, return after the All-Star break. Also, for the Giants, you know who's coming back this week? Eduardo Nunez, okay? He's scheduled to return from the disabled list this Friday. I'm going to tell you, though, with the Giants kind of teetering along, not really in playoff contention with their third worst in the National League offense, I could see Eduardo Nunez, if he is healthy, as trade bait, so keep an eye on that. You know who the same could be said for? Brewers former MVP Ryan Braun has been activated from the DL with his calf injury. I think he is someone who many teams could target as a bat in the trade deadline. Now that he's back, let's see if he is going to be, uh, you know, showcasing his wares for another team. Ricky Nolasco left his start last night in the seventh inning after taking a comebacker to the leg. He was actually good. Remember yesterday... I, on the DFS lineup lock show, and again here on the Fantasy Freestyle, I called him a gas can. That was not the case, at least last night. He is day-to-day. Yankees middle infielder Starlin Castro has moved to the disabled list. He's nursing a hamstring injury. In a corresponding move, the Yankees called up Tyler Wade, and uh, Wade has been killing it for AAA Wilkes-Barre. He was hitting 313, 5 home runs, and 24 stolen bases. So someone to watch to see if he can catch lightning in a bottle. Starlin Castro, though, expect to be back after the minimum stay on the DL. Toronto Blue Jays have designated Jason Grilly for assignment. He's been DFA'd, and I think this is very interesting. You know, he gave up that lead to the Royals on Friday. But remember, I mentioned this yesterday. Roberto Ogzuna is, you know, kind of finding himself in more ways than one. So for the Blue Jays to DFA Grilly, when they know that their actual closer is going through a bout of anxiety, it must mean they want no part of Jason Grilly on their roster. Red starting pitcher Brandon Finnegan, he's going back to the DL after his first start back, re-aggravated that shoulder injury. Looks like he is going to miss some time. As we keep it moving, let's see what we did yesterday. Yesterday, I told you you i told you guys that there was you know the four most expensive pitchers yesterday were all facing each other in two games and i said i think you can beat them i said i would not be starting cole hamels in his return from the dl i didn't think he was going to go far he only went four and a third innings gave up seven runs and in that game that game was a final of something like 15 to 9 carrasco was not good either he only went three and a third gave up eight runs in Boston, listen, if you went Sale, that was fine. If you went Berrios, not so much. And remember, I told you the game to look at was go west, young men and women. I said that that Marquez-Samarja game, you may be able to find someone. So if you listen to that conceptually, you did good. But hopefully you went Samarja instead of Marquez. Samarja looked good as the Giants won 9-2. to two. He went 6 and a third, only giving up two runs and striking out five. Now, tonight... There is 15 games on the slate. You have plenty of options, but here's the deal. You got to ride out. You got to ride out Max Scherzer. I don't care if he's against the Cubs. I don't care that he's listed at 12,000 on FanDuel. Look at my man's last starts. 
His last six starts, 11 strikeouts, 10 strikeouts, 10 strikeouts, 14 strikeouts, 11 strikeouts, 13 strikeouts. In FanDuel, we're talking 61, 61, 50, 73 points, 72 points, 67 points. Listen, I don't care that all 30 teams are in action tonight in Major League Baseball. Max Scherzer is the chalk, and given the last month and a half, boy, is he worth it. Let me actually take this a step further. I now believe that Max Scherzer is the best pitcher in Major League Baseball. Yes, I think he is a better pitcher in a game-in, game-out, season-in, season-out basis than even Clayton Kershaw. Clayton Kershaw has missed some time over the course of the last couple of years with injuries. Don't get me wrong. Kershaw is still the man, but I'm telling you right now, I now believe that Max Scherzer is the best pitcher in all of Major League Baseball, and wins above replacement would you know, agree with me. Over the last three seasons, Max Scherzer's war is now 17.3. That is the highest among any pitcher. Kershaw is second but at 16.0, Grinky with 14.3 war, and Corey Kluber with 13.0 war. But listen, Max Scherzer is viable to strike out 15 anytime. It's literally a no-hit alert Every time he is out there, I think tonight, even against the Cubs, is no different. I like Max Scherzer. Even though there's 15 games on the slate, I think you got to have him. However, if you're playing in DraftKings or you want to try to beat the, beat the chalk, here's a guy I got for you. I think on FanDuel, you can go all the way down to 8,100. And I'm talking about Dan Straley versus the Mets. Okay, listen. Straley's been decent in his last two outings, and those were tougher spots. At SunTrust Stadium, which we know has proven to be a home, like the launching pad, like it used to be in Atlanta, and against the Washington Nationals. Now against the Mets, this Mets offense I don't think is that great. My man Benny Riccardi did tell me that they lead the league in home runs over the last month. I am still not concerned. Part of the reason of that, there's no Michael Conforto tonight, and I think he's been a stud. Yeah, there's still Grandy. Yeah, there's still Bruce, but I don't think it's an issue. And here's the other reason. And this is something that most people don't consider when making their lineups. You remember, Donnie Burns might remember this. Donnie, you remember when I had my man Tomic from Sleepless in America and we were talking about all the impact of travel and of sleep on these players? You remember that, Don? I do. Thank you. So even though they had a uh, off day yesterday, the Mets are traveling. They were in on the West Coast all weekend long. They made, in essence, one of the longest flights you can in the continental United States, all the way from the West Coast down to Miami. I don't care that they had a rest day. I think it still has an impact. My man Tomic would say the same. That is another reason to look at Dan Straley tonight at 8,100 on Fan Duel. One other guy I want to give a note about is James Paxton, okay? Paxton is home against Philly. That is usually a very, very tasty matchup. And James Paxton, while he continues to get swing and miss stuff, 25 strikeouts in his last 23 innings pitch, he has not had a quality start yet since his return from the DL. He has had five starts. None of them have been the quote-unquote quality start. Maybe he gets it tonight, but he has not been the same since his return from the DL. I like Straley as my off-the-beaten-path play, but you gotta go 
with Max Scherzer tonight. Okay, you know the other thing you need to know? The other thing you need to do is go to rotoexperts.com and get that exclusive edge in-season fantasy baseball package because it is your ultimate bench coach for the 2017 season. Stay ahead of the pack with our in-depth statistical breakdowns, our trend analysis, and our player insights. You can become a waiver wizard. You can learn how to scan the numbers like a roto scientist. We help you set the ideal lineups every week, and this season, you get a built-in fantasy training staff with our new injury advisor, Powered by InsideInjuries.com. Check it out. Get the RotoExperts.com exclusive edge in-season fantasy baseball package now and start soaring to the top of the standings. Also, if you enter promo code free radio at checkout, you get a special discount. And we are we play t- we're like two-way sports here, okay? We we got like that Bo Jackson, that Deion Sanders, because you could also get the exclusive edge fantasy football package right now if you want to get a jump on it. We got Scott Angle, we got Jake Seeley, we got FSWA winners in 2015 and 16 like Bobby McMahon and Brandon Murchison okay we have all pro analysis in-season coverage that'll get you to the chip so when other people are waiting to prep for fantasy football you can get that in-season package for baseball that draft package for basketball I mean for football regardless of what you do and a promo code free radio at checkout you'll get a special discount that's what we do here at the fantasy sports radio network and we do it all for free come on back your boy Damian Martinez on the fantasy freestyle fantasy sports radio network Welcome back to the Fantasy Freestyle here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Dane Martinez holding you down on a Tuesday, making it happen, yo. It is nice here. Studio 34, rockin' Riley's in Midtown Manhattan. Check us out. If you want to stop by, it's all good, yo. You get a drink on me if you're in the neighborhood. Tell them Speeds, the spitting statistician, sent you. Let's get into the cipher here. Got a couple of notes here from around the NFL. First of all, Vikings GM says that Michael Floyd will remain on the Vikings roster even after his one-day jail sentence. For you know, Listen, what happened was he violated his house arrest. Remember uh, towards the end of last season, he had that DUI. and um, So I guess he had house arrest, and, and he violated the terms of that because he was uh, – uh, you know, drinking alcohol. He said it was just uh, ODing on kombucha, but I don't know if you believe that. I got a bridge in New York to sell you. But so he'll stay on the roster, but the thing is, Laquan Treadwell has been running as the number three wide receiver in the slot, and so it looks like Floyd has a little bit of work if he wants to actually get on the field in Minnesota this season. The other thing I'm going to tell you is Cam Newton came out and said, quote-unquote, he realized that he doesn't always have to be the playmaker. I have started to say this as soon as the NFL draft happened, you know, at this point about two months ago, I was enamored with what the Carolina Panthers did by drafting Christian McCaffrey and then doubling down by getting Curtis Samuel out of Ohio State. I love what this does for the personnel groupings of the Carolina Panthers. I have said this before. I will say it again. With McCaffrey and Samuel in the huddle, defenses will not know what kind of personnel to put in there, okay? You could have McCaffrey and Samuel in the backfield. They could both split out. They are going to create mismatches, and you also have Cam himself, which, as you know, creates mismatches. I am very 
excited to see what Riverboat Ron and that offense can conjure up. If they are going to be creative with it, they do not just need, you know, their big, tall guys like Funches and Benjamin anymore. They got a lot more athletic. They got a lot more multiple and flexible. I'm excited to see what happens in Carolina. And it sounds like Cam Newton is as well saying he realizes he doesn't have to be the man, be the playmaker all the time. Today, however, we are going to shine a spotlight on Baltimore. No, it's not Bubbles and Omar and Avon Barksdale and, uh, you know, Marlowe Stanfield here in Baltimore. We're talking about the Ravens. And here's the honest truth. I can't get a great read on this team. They seem to me to be kind of a an uninspiring team across the board, but John Harbaugh is such a good coach that you have to give them credit, and they're always kind of relevant. They're one of those teams where they don't scare you, they don't impress you, all of a sudden, they're in contention in December, and we will see if that continues to happen. Let's go position by position with the Baltimore Ravens. We start at the quarterback position with Joe Flacco. Joe Flacco is one of those, again, uninspiring quarterbacks. Remember, I talk about the five categories that all quarterbacks are in and the uninspiring is the worst that leaves you in that purgatory team I would rather be a team like San Francisco that knows I don't have a quarterback or the Jets that knows I don't have a quarterback and at least be searching for it you're at a further point along the cycle than having a guy like a Joe Flacco having a guy like an Andy Dalton having a guy like a Tyrod Taylor and knowing that you're not going to get to the top of the mountain. However, Flacco bet on himself. Remember, he's a much better performer in the playoffs. The only problem is that is not going to help you in fantasy football. The other issue is this Baltimore offense is so conservative, is so dink and dunk that I don't, you know, you people used to think that Mike Wallace was this, you know, take the top off kind of wide receiver. And that was true about four years ago. That is no longer true. This is a conservative offense, so there are not many places I go. However, one guy I do like, and he is my diamond in the rough for the Baltimore Ravens. We're talking about running back Danny Woodhead. Danny Woodhead, from my man Corey Parson, the fantasy executive, is ranked as his 24th ranked running back. Okay, I like Woody even more, okay, especially in PPR leagues, but I think even in standard leagues, Danny Woodhead goes underappreciated. Remember back with the now LA former San Diego Chargers? They were trying to have other people in the red zone between the tackles, but Phillip Rivers just grew to trust Danny Woodhead so much that he did not get off the field. You thought he was a third down guy. You thought he was a two-minute drill guy, but Danny Woodhead Woodhead held it down. They used them between the tackles. They used them in the red zone. So unlike other PPR beast kind of running backs, a guy like Theo Riddick, for example, Danny Woodhead is going to be on the field more than a guy like Theo Riddick. They are going to use him. I think Danny Woodhead is a threat to have the most rushing yards for the Baltimore Ravens this year. I am very high on Danny Woodhead. Like I said, the fantasy executive has him as RB24. I have him inside my top 20, a especially in PPR leagues. What does that mean, though? That means you got to fade Terrence West. That means you got to fade Kenneth Dixon. Remember, Kenneth Dixon is also going to have some time off because he's got to serve that suspension. 
Kenneth Dixon, my man Corey Parson ranks him as his RB39. I fade that. I think he is ultimately lower than that. I don't like that because I think Danny Woodhead is going to be the man. Remember, though, when we look at the wideout position, they just signed Jeremy Macklin. And it's really tough to say. You know, I can make an argument that Macklin will have to go through this kind of adjustment period, new, you know, new talent around him, new quarterback. But I could also make the argument that, remember, he was battling that groin injury and he could be back to being an actual number one wide receiver for this Ravens team and being fantasy relevant. However, I defer back. Remember, I've talked to you guys about this a lot of times. I'm not only giving you fish, I'm teaching you how to fish. I not only think about the players, I think about the dynamicness, shall we say, of the offense itself. I don't want... I do not want Ravens. I, this is a team that tries to win 14-10, that tries to win 17-13. And I don't think a wide receiver is going to be on my roster for the Baltimore Ravens. Listen, Mike Wallace might be a decent best ball kind of guy because he's going to catch a 60-yard touchdown at some point this season. But I don't want him on my team. He's going to wind up being like a wide uh, wide receiver four. And you're going to hate it when he's on your bench that week and that week that when you really need him because you got buys or something else, that's when he's going to put out the three catches for 24 yards. You're going to be shooting yourself in the foot thinking about Mike Wallace all season long. I say fade these Ravens wide receivers. And if I said fade the wide receivers, it's the same for the tight end position. Dennis Pitt is at the end of the line. Ben Watson is hurt and old. Max Williams is hurt already. I think Crockett Gilmore is going to be the last man standing, but you will not catch me with a Raven tight end on my roster. I'm telling you, Danny Woodhead is my diamond in the rough, my Fugazi for the Baltimore Ravens, and this is a guy you truly need to forget about. And I'm talking about Brashard Perriman. I've already told you about how I'm fading these wide receivers overall, and this is a great example of how I told you in the month of June when there's minicamp going on and OTAs going on, how we all hear these greatest shape of his life stories. We heard about two weeks ago that Brashard Perryman was really making progress, that he was going to be a threat this year. Then what do they do? They go out and sign Jeremy Macklin. After that, there were rumors that they were still in the market for Eric Decker even after that. That clearly means they have no faith in Brashard Perryman. Do not want him on the field. The other thing I'm going to tell you about, another reason I am fading the Ravens this year, is if you look at their schedule, it does not set up to help them. They are at Cincinnati on week one, okay? You, I hate, you know, road teams in the home opener, okay? And when you have your division matchups and you got to go on the road, the worst time to do it is in the home opener. You wish it's another time in the season so that you could try to, you know, steal a road division game. You're not going to do that in the season opener. They are at Cincinnati week one. Then who's their home opener? The Cleveland Browns. Yeah, you're probably going to win that. You're going to have your fans there, right? But that's a win you think they were going to get anyway. So I don't think it sets up for them. Another little scheduling quirk that I don't think sets up for them either. Their game after the bye, listen, they play the NFC North. Their game after the bye is, quite frankly, the hardest NFC North game possible. At Lambeau Field in Green Bay after their bye, we are talking about week 11 in the season, November in what will be the frozen tundra of Lambeau Field. Vegas has the over-under for the Ravens at 8.5. I take the under. I think this is a 6-7 win team. You have to love John Harbaugh, but they seem uninspiring to me. Don, what do you think about that? 
Yeah, here's the thing. To, to me with the Ravens, I feel like when a player goes there, either gets traded, what have you, it's like fantasy death. I yeah. don't really like anyone on that team. If I had to, you know, take a flyer on some guy in fantasy, I'd probably go with Jeremy Macklin as a wide receiver three. I mean, yeah, he could be. Yeah. I'm, I'm just a little scared of, you know, new team, got to adjust. I do think Danny Woodhead is going to be a beast, though, and PPR and standard. Like leagues. you mentioned, best ball, maybe Mike Wallace because Joe Flacco will – you know, take some shots during the year. But, I mean, I really don't like anyone. It's, it's kind of the same the last four years. It's just fantasy death. Yeah, I agree with you. These guys are not going to be on my roster. The only Raven I would ever actually be happy about having is Danny Woodhead. But we got a poll question up right now. 2% of you think the Ravens are Super Bowl contenders. 37% say playoff contender. 57% kind of agree with Donnie Burns and Speeds the Spittin' Statistician saying they are a kind of purgatory or 500 team. 4% of you think they are a threat to pick in the top five of the draft next year. I will say this. 2% of you think they're a Super Bowl contender. 2% also thought the Rams were a Super Bowl contender. 2% also thought the Niners were a Super Bowl contender. So there's always one. My man Nick Angelo out there, got to give props to him. He thinks the Ravens will be all right. He thinks 10 wins is possible. But yesterday, when I had the Bengals up, he actually had a great co- question for me. What would be more, Cincinnati Bengals arrests or wins? I'm setting the lines at like wins minus three and a half. Then I think we got a good line. I don't know. But check it out. When we come back here on the Fantasy Freestyle, we're going to dive into that sports movie bracket to see what the greatest of all time. We got a close matchup right now in the baseball bracket. And we're going to talk a little more LeVar Ball. Donnie Burns, the love doctor. I hope he's ready for this. It's your boy, Dane Martinez, Speeds the Spitting Statistician, here on the Fantasy Freestyle on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Welcome back to the Fantasy Freestyle. It's your boy, Jane Martinez, Speeds the Spitting Statistician, holding you down on a Tuesday, making it happen here at Studio 34, rockin' Riley's in Midtown Manhattan. I got my boy Donnie Burns with me on the ones and twos. And here on the Fantasy Freestyle, you know what we do. We help you win your leagues and win that cash. But that's not all we do. Right. We also put a little bit of fun in functional sports radio. And one of the ways we're doing that is with our sports movie GOAT tournament, as we hope this summer to crown the greatest sports movie of all time. We had some interesting matchups yesterday, okay? Yesterday in the baseball region, we had the Bad News Bears against Mr. 3000. Y'all went with the Bad News Bears, the sixth seed. They will be moving on. And then also we had a basketball matchup yesterday of the number two seed, who? Hoosiers against Will Ferrell and Semi-Pro, but no, Hoosiers is moving on. Will Ferrell was only good for one upset so far. And remember, guys, coming up next on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network, my man Joe Pisapia, my man Maddie Moe, bringing you that fantasy black book. And I'm asking Maddie Moe because, listen, Maddie Moe is such a troll sometimes on Twitter. You know, he, he doesn't give me any input. When I try to have the seedings of my tournament, but he likes to talk a little smack about what's underseeded, what's overseeded. We have a close matchup tonight, Maddie Moe. We have two iconic baseball movies that are represented by numbers. We have the movie 42 going up against the movie 61 right now tonight. It is close. Right now, 42, Jackie Robinson's story is winning 53% to 47%. Now, let me ask you is that okay with you maddie mo 
We got we got right now forty two is up on sixty one fifty three percent to forty seven percent. Where would you go? This is an eight nine matchup in the first round. They're pretty even to me. Okay, I would lean towards sixty one. I mean, I, to me, I thought the forty two was good. I thought they should have made it great. Right, I I can I can attest to that, and you know also what? I, listen, I'm a Yankee fan, okay, and it was it's crazy to see how in that 1961 season, you know how. People didn't want Maris to. People did not want Maris. People, if you if if you don't remember, go check your history. Mickey Mantle was also chasing the home run record in that season, and they were head to head until the end of the season when Mickey Mantle, you know, unfortunately, uh, you know, did a little something with his leg and fell off the home run chase. In the uh, in the football region today, we have the number four seed, the longest yard, going up against the thirteen seed, the replacement. Good old Shane Falco back there. You gotta. Who are you with? You with the cons? You with the guards? You with the scabs of the replacements? Who are you with? The original uh, longest yard is is a classic. That's truly a great movie, a funny movie. I gotta go with that. Fair enough. Fair enough. And someone on Twitter though um, asked me a great question. Like when I have the the longest yard here, asking me, am I talking about the original or the Adam Sandler ver- version? And the beauty of this tournament is it could be whatever you think. Okay, whichever version you go in. I mean, they've had reboots of the Bad News Bears, for example. I don't recognize those. Fair enough. Fair enough. And also, there are other ones out here where you have to consider the entire franchise. We have Rocky in this tournament. We have Major League in this tournament. We have the Karate Kid. It used to be in. This tournament. So you got to think about all of those. So right now on Twitter at FNTSY Radio at Spittin' Speed, we're gonna you know we're gonna keep this tournament moving as we look to crown the greatest sports movie of all time. Hey Donnie Burns, let me ask you something because you know Matty Moe is over here giving us a nice historical perspective that I like. You are such a millennial, my friend. Are you uh, aware and conscious of these movies? What do you think on these? I am. Uh, okay, good. I'm good. aware That's a good of also one. the remakes. The, the, the good remakes. part is, That's right. No, no, no. Not, not in that sense. You know, my parents have made me watch some of those movies, like okay. the old Karate Kid. That's good like parenting that. right there. Yeah. Paint the fence. But I also know there's that Karate Kid with Will Smith's son. So I've seen sure, both. Sure. I've, I've seen both. So. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. So we're going to keep it moving. Hey, and Donnie Burns, you're in next week, right? So because Speeds the Spitting Statistician is on vacation next week. And I want to give also a big shout out to Benny Riccardi, Tony Sincata. They're going to make it a, an extended version of DFS lineup lock all week long. Donnie Burns, I'm going to ask you a favor. I want to ask you... Can you get up the rest of the first round matchups um, throughout next week so that I can still feel like I'm part of the team? And then this way, when I come back, we're going to be ready. We're going to be in the second round as we march ahead to crown the greatest sports movie of all time. So I'm going to give you the brackets, and you're going to have to send them out and maybe put up a matchup one a day as we celebrate America next week. How does that sound to you? Of course. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. All right. Let's get into this. You know, we put the fun in functional sports radio, right? Um We've talked LeVar Ball a lot here on this show. We've talked about LeVar Ball, and I think he found his niche yesterday. Um, LeVar Ball was on Monday Night Raw last night. They were doing this live in Los Angeles at the Staples Center. And here's what I got to ask you. Um, so, you know, I, I, I saw this, and LeVar, LeVar uh, took his shirt off. LeVar did some karate. LeVar was, you know, obviously hyping up his brand. He got a lot of catchphrases in there, okay? He he was able to say, you know, big baller brown in the house. He told uh, the wrestler that he was on there with to stay in your lane. That's obviously a catchphrase that he has on his T-shirts. Um, but here's what I'm going to ask you. 
Donnie. This was happening in the Staples Center. And then when they introduced Lonzo Ball, it was his first time as a Laker in the Staples Center, okay? But LeVar Ball was out there already, and the crowd was booing LeVar Ball. And so then he introduces his son, number two overall pick, someone who Magic Johnson thinks will have his jersey retired there in years' time. And the crowd was half and half booing him. Is that a good look for the new face of their franchise to enter the home arena for the first time to a chorus of boos because of the ridiculousness that his father was doing? How do you feel about this, Donnie B? I don't know. All these stories about LeVar Ball and Lonzo Ball, it's just excuse it kind of the perception of what he actually yeah. is. I don't really know. I, I, I've read a million stories. He's in the media all the time. I've watched his son play pretty much all of his college games, an excellent athlete. But I was reading a story the other day. I actually kind of want to touch on this because I knew you were going to talk about it. You know, I he, do send you a rundown. I am yeah, a professional. He, um, so he does. He runs camps and he trains kids. Right. I read an article saying uh, one of the Fox News reporters, you know, witnessed him, you know, training twenty kids at seven in the morning, calling them each by name, and after that he would cook them breakfast. So I don't really know who the real Lavar is. I, I know he's a he's kind of a crazy guy, but there's a really genuine guy in that body. Um, you know, I and you've know. been high on LeVar Ball for a while. I you know. you liked the sneakers. I, I do. You thought it was I marketing like genius. Persona. Listen, I'm I'm not mad at you for that, okay? I, I, I also think when all is said and done, this man could be crazy like a fox when it comes down to it. Similar to, say, Richard Williams, Venus and Serena's dad. You know, everyone thought he was crazy for a little while, too. It That might be the case, and he's definitely a marketing genius. The idea that we're talking about his, you know, his appearance last night. It's out there in the news. Good morning, America, on ESPN, all this stuff. So he's, he's obviously a smart marketing man. Like I said, my thesis is the same, that he is doing his son a disservice, okay? Remember, right after the draft, you heard, you know, Joel Embiid, Ben Simmons making fun of him. I really think that defensive stoppers are going to want to plant the flag by shutting down a guy like Lonzo Ball. And I've also told you, if Lonzo winds up going like 12-7 and this season, that would be incredible. But LeVar has so raised his expectations, talking about, you know, kind of how incredible he's going to be that I think um, it really changes the narrative. Lonzo himself, apparently, last night on Raw, was pretty quiet. You know, he asked That's one, how he is, though. He, asked, they, he was asked one question, and he gave your germane little coach speak, you know, talking about how excited he was to be in the, you know, in the Staples Center for the first time as a Laker. Really milk toast boiler room plate kind of stuff. And that's the way he's doing. He's just letting his dad take all the slings and arrows for him, I guess. Um, my question, though... The man Leangelo was not there. It was two of the. It was two of the brothers. It was two of the brothers that were there, and Leangelo was missing. I kind of think Leangelo might be in the doghouse. Remember how that video surfaced of him just basically playing hero ball and not doing it was like blunt guts trash in that game. I think maybe he's uh you know being pushed to the sidelines in this family. You still think he's repping Triple B? Yeah, I, honestly, I've seen uh, I guess little interviews of him. He's even more quiet than Lonzo is. So. Maybe he's just that's I, that's how he is. But I'll tell you, he's not 
as bad of a player as people make him out to be. All right. Well, we shall see. We shall see. Listen, with the Ball family, remember, they're getting recruited very early. I think one of them was a three-star. One of them was, was a Leangelo. Yeah, one of them was a five-star. These guys are getting recruited. These guys are getting signed so much earlier. Um, and I have interesting information for you in the football world. Check this out. Did you know that uh, the University of Hawaii, which is a D1 school, gave a scholarship offer to a kid named Titan Laceden. What if I told you, Donnie, that Titan Laceden was a fifth grader? He's 11 years old. He got a D1 offer. Yeah, I don't like that. You don't, don't like, like that, it. right? They do that in, in basketball. I, the, I don't remember really the like head that. coach, The head coach of Hawaii says that he likes Titan and what he does. We both agree that he's different and he carries himself differently. He's an 11-year-old. What, like, what leadership are you finding? Like, Do people gravitate to him on the playground at recess? What are we talking about? Like, He's running two-hand touch telling people, like, is he out there in the schoolyard being like, Omaha, Omaha, what is going on? Now, this this guy, okay, I will tell you that um, when the head coach had his older brother recently, like, you know, uh, he was the offensive coordinator at um, another school when he had, his, he had his older brother, but so he has a relationship with the family, but not to be outdone. Check this out. I said that was an 11-year-old who got a D1 offer to Hawaii. Lovey Smith is the head coach of Illinois. He offered a 10-year-old. He offered a he had gave a scholarship to a 10-year-old. Now here's what I ask you about this. A 10-year-old kid. He is not going to be on campus for another 8 years. Do you think Lovey Smith will be the head coach of Illinois in 8 years? I don't. So like he's making offers to kids who will be there when like in 2025, Lovey Smith will move on, in my opinion. So let me ask you something. You said real quick that you didn't like that. Right. And I agree with you. Lovey Smith is recruiting right now for 2025. Lovey Smith will not be the head coach of Illinois in 2025. But remember back in uh, a couple of months ago at this point when we had the 12 year old female MMA fighter. Uh, Donnie, I do. Momo, who ultimately won her matchup. Yeah, still shocked okay, so which is worse? Which is worse? Which is more of a, an erosion to the fabric of what society should look like? That uh, letting letting twelve year old girls fight in MMA, or setting a precedent that middle school kids should uh, you know be be striving for D one offers? You're probably going to be shocked at this, but I still think that offering those scholarships at that age. It is worse, and here's why. Tell me why. You are essentially changing that kid's route to adulthood. Yeah, I completely the agree with you. Is it's like already, child stars. It's like the, the Olsen twins. Yeah, the fighter is already fighting. She was is already she was in training that, and whatnot. Yeah. She's in that you know path. This is totally changing every dynamic this kid, you know, is supposed to go through as a kid. Yeah, I completely agree with you. This kid, you know, this kid should be eating grilled cheese, playing with his friends in the schoolyard. Instead, he's got to worry. He's got to worry about every move because he might lose his offer. You know, this was started by Lane Kiffin. Lane Kiffin did this offering sixth and seventh graders scholarships. I think it's real bad. I agree with you. Here at the Fantasy Freestyle, we wag our finger at this, okay? And if any if any coach is out there, if any recruiter is out there and wants to try to sell me on why it's okay to be like, you know what, scouting and offering 11-year-olds, please come and find me at Spittin' Speeds, 844-843-6879. You got a seat right here. You can try and explain yourself. Like, What's the hit rate? What's the hit rate on scouting someone seven years out? I do not understand this, but 
I digress. I'm getting a little too hot here on a Tuesday in Studio 34. When we come back here on the Fantasy Freestyle, we're going to go around the league, see what's going on already in Major League Baseball. We're going to get a preview about uh, you know fan- uh, about the Fantasy Black Book. We'll check in on those polls. All that good stuff going down. It's your boy Dane Martinez, Speeds, the Spitting Statistician, here on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network. We are back on the Fantasy Freestyle here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Let me give you an update of what's going on around the league in Major League Baseball tonight. We're scoreless in Pittsburgh, Rays and Pirates in the top of the fourth. 1-1 in our nation's capital. Remember, I've come out and said I think Max Scherzer is now the best pitcher in all of baseball. I'll take him at a Clayton Kershaw, and he's also accumulated the greatest war in the last three years. Orioles are up on the Blue Jays, 2-0 in the top of the third. Uh, the game in Boston, the, del- uh, the start has been been delayed between the Twins and the Red Sox. Royals are up right now after two on the Tigers, three to one. Uh, In Cincinnati, we have some runs scored. 4-2 Cincinnati. Billy Hamilton has gone yard. Who says that would never happen? Adam Duvall with his 17th of the season. In the third inning, the Marlins are up 3-1 on the Mets. And in Cleveland, the Indians have a 1-0 lead on the Texas Rangers. We also have a sad note to pass along. Ex-Mets pitcher Anthony Young passed away today at the age of 51. I remember him, to be quite honest, for that one season where I think he had something like a 24-game losing streak. It's very hard to continue to be able to be in the rotation when you're doing that bad, but we'll pour a little bit out uh, for Anthony Young today. Coming up next on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network, it, they open up the Black Book. It's going to be Joe Pisapia and Matty Modica. We were talking off camera a little bit before how Cam Newton is back, is throwing after that shoulder injury. Uh, Andrew Luck, however, is not. Does that impact your thoughts on a guy like Dante Moncrief? Does that impact your thoughts on a guy like T.Y. Hilton? They're going to be talking to you about that on the Fantasy Black Book. When it comes to Cam, though, he said he doesn't have to be the playmaker. I'm telling you, with Christian McCaffrey and Curtis Samuel in the huddle, defenses will not know what kind of personnel to run. McCaffrey's going to be soloed up on linebackers. Samuel's going to be soloed up on linebackers. If they can get creative and Cam is that threat himself, I'm high on the Carolina Panthers this year in what could be one of the toughest divisions in all of football. That's it for me. We'll be back. Same bat time, same bat channel tomorrow on a Wednesday. Donnie Burns will be with me. Dane Martinez, Speeds, the spitting statistician. Another fantasy freestyle in the books here on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network.